Hello and welcome to NWR Newscast, episode number 62 for Saturday, July 24th, 2000, oh, July 23rd, I'm sorry, 2011. Uh, I'm already getting this wrong, aren't I? Um, <laughs> with me on the show this week is Mr. Mike Sklens. How you doing, Mike? Doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Zachary Miller from Anchorage, Alaska. What up? What's going on? Is, is Anchorage a little a little more calm than it was last week? Man, it's it's like a whole different place now. The sun is <laughs> colors are duller. Food doesn't taste as good. I bet. Yeah. Not nearly as many brown people around. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's that's great. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> and then also joining us, uh, returning to the call after a brief drop, is Mr. Scott Thompson. Yeah. Hey, uh, how you doing, Scott? <laughs> that does uh, that does not look good for this episode. But doesn't bode well, does it? Yeah. No. Well, at least, at least you're back. Yeah, um, I'll have to tough it out, I guess. So, uh, first off this week, before we get into what's going to be our feature topic, we're going to read off some listener mail that we've had building up for a couple of weeks now. Thanks, um, much, much thanks to the, the patient listeners who will wait a couple of weeks to hear the letters read off on the show. And then we have a doozy of a feature topic. But before we get there, a letter from Adolf Vega. And Adolf Vega writes... Do you think the second golden age of Nintendo is now gone? The first golden age was, of course, NES and the Game Boy era, and the second second golden age was the Wii and DS era. I seriously doubt the 3DS or Wii U will be able to match their predecessors in sales. The casual market that helped DS sales boom has moved on to iPhone. The hardcore market will be split between 3DS and Vita. The casual market is jumping on board Kinect, and many of the casual gamers are probably too stupid to understand Wii U as a new console and not an add-on because, like, or not an add-on like the balance board. Nintendo got the hardcore to buy a Wii for Zelda Twilight Princess, and they stuck around with Brawl, Galaxy, um, but they're not happy about crappy third-party games and shitty online service. I don't think Nintendo is doomed, but I do think they have to reconsider their priorities and work harder to remain relevant. Um, Well, this actually leads into our feature topic very well, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, No, I, I think he's probably got... He's probably on to something. I think I think Nintendo is going to have, and I've said this b- before a couple of times. I think I may have actually even called the uh, the, the 3DS's slow start in my uh, one of my prediction shows in the show a couple years ago, or a year ago or whatever. But I, I think that the Nintendo is going to have a really hard time matching their their pr- current level of success, or maybe I, sh- I should say their uh, slightly recent level of success with their new their new platforms. I think. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the Wii U or the 3DS is really what the market really wants right now. Yeah, it's it's kind of in a weird, weird place though. I think the 3DS will probably be fine in the long run. Yeah, I um, agree. I mean, DS sales weren't absolutely phenomenal at first either, um, but obviously as the price comes down, it'll become you know more of a commodity, and then everyone can own one, and then we'll get to the point where we are with the DS now, and it'll just be loads of shovelware and the occasional good game. Yeah, but the DS was kind of king of the world there for about two and a half to three years. Yeah, I no? think it's a little premature to people are you know like you know ready to put the 3DS to bed after like three months or four months. Like, give it some time. Yeah, I mean because yeah, it, it, like you said, it's not too different right now than than how the original DS launch was. You know, it wasn't until you got Nintendo Dogs and games like. Kirby's Canvas Curse and stuff like that that really showed what the system could do that people started to pay attention. I think the big difference there is that the the 3DS comes in off of the momentum of the regular DS, whereas the DS launched with a little bit of question to begin with. 
because they were abandoning the Game Boy line that had been so successful, and they were trying this weird thing that didn't seem to didn't seem to be you know master of any trade, just kind of a little bit of everything. Um, and I guess we probably won't see as much initial creativity since a lot of it's basically the same as a DS, except it's got a 3D screen. So I guess a lot of that initial like let's think up something crazy like Kirby Kirby Canvas Curse is I guess they won't get as much of that. Well, and here's the problem is that because of the nature of the 3DS where the touchscreen is on the bottom and the 3D screen is on top, we can't even get something like Kirby's Canvas Curse because, I mean, how are you going to play the main game not on the 3D screen? Yeah. That's right. that's concerning to me because Kirby's Canvas Curse is amazing and I'd love to see another one, but, I mean, as we said before on the podcast, I think a few weeks ago, what are they going to do? Put a put a 3D logo on the top screen while you play on the bottom screen. Like, <laughs> right. there, there's, there's a real problem there. It's got, like, your health and inventory at the top in 3D, and you're just playing on 2D. <laughs> I mean, a big part of that first first year's worth of boom of DS games starting to really take off was games that use the stylus and control really well. And I'm not really sure that any game on 3DS is going to be that, you know, that dramatically... They're not going to use a stylus that much at all because the real action is on the, the better screen yeah. up top. Well, yeah. it hasn't. I didn't. I'm not sure if I if I heard this correctly, but I was pretty sure I heard Miyamoto say something about um, the 3DS. You know, they were wanting to go after more of a hardcore market, and they were planning on making it a more play play more traditional games than something like the Wii would. So they want to replicate closer, maybe not exactly, but closer replicate the console experience since they can do these high powered 3D graphics on it. Doesn't that seem like a like a bad idea. After I mean, it the, seems like what got the PSP in trouble, if you ask right. me. Right, but that's exactly what made the DS stand out from the PSP was that they didn't they didn't do that. But you know, it's it's been what three months, four months. I'm not certainly not going to cast any any doom and gloom forecasts. I I paid two hundred and fifty dollars for the thing on day one, so I sure as hell hope it lasts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that w- that would be nice. <laughs> and you know, I think I think Zelda looks gorgeous. I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. I have some issues with the uh, the design of the system. Like I said before, I've had some problems with my L button, and my top screen is scratched by the lower screen. But I'm still really enjoying Zelda. I think the system has a lot of potential. Um, but there are there's certainly some concerns. And as far as Wii U is concerned, I yeah I don't know I I fail to understand what the what the strategy is there. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I wrote about I wrote that giant editorial about it it just seems like they want to have their cake and eat it too but i look forward to I, I look forward to them trying to sell me on it because i'd like to be sold on it yes uh right now i i don't know that i'm not sure they've even tried to sell me on it yet well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really sure e3 was was any sort of sales pitch whatsoever because e3 seemed like a mess at least from from a from a marketing standpoint but right. Well, I mean, when you come when you come out of it, no one knows if it's a new console or if the console's the controller or <laughs> what's going on. Then I yeah. think something was lost in translation. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else play with their their 3DS with the 3D off? Generally, I am. Um, Carl said he does. I don't really play with it on. I keep it on. I try to keep it on, but every once in a while, like I find. The way I'm currently sitting makes it hard to hold the dis- makes it hard to hold at the right distance, and then I get irritated and turn it off. But yeah. generally, I've, I've been playing I've been playing Zelda largely with the screen turned on. Mm. Yeah, it, it, for me, it depends what I'm playing. Like uh, right now on it, I'm mostly playing Ghost Recon and then Zelda. So when I'm playing Ghost Recon, I turn it off because it doesn't matter and it just drains the battery. But when I play Zelda, I, I absolutely have it on. Like in the, like you know, unless I'm moving and stuff like Andy said, or you know, I can't get the right angle. I do find that largely after about a half an hour or so, I completely forget that it's even there. 
yeah. I will too until like a cutscene or something really exciting happens. And then the really cool particle effects, particle effects make it worth it. Like I'm in the water temple right now, and the little bubbles that float behind you when you walk, those are right. those are pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. So thanks to uh, Adolf Vega for writing. Oh, in. I do want to mention one thing. Oh. How did he skip over the Super Nintendo as as a non Golden Era? That I think that that was the Golden Era. That's yeah, the that's absolute. Maybe it's the platinum era. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good. The point. SNES gets a Mario hat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and a set of pins. <laughs> the, game, the GameCube gets a calendar. Oh, I, I think bronze. I will say though, just one final thought on the the 3DS. As far as locally, I mean, with my friends and stuff, I don't remember anyone getting the like old fat DS. You know, it, I feel like when it really started to catch on, everyone was getting the DS Lite. So. I feel like, you know, you got to give it some time, and maybe there will be a, a system redesigned at some point. And I, I think I think it just, people need to see it and see what it does, and then I think it'll spread spread that way. Yeah, yeah, that's probably very true. I, there's got to be a, there's got to be redesign, because I don't, I don't think anybody's thrilled with the way the hardware is right now. And I'm, I'm seeing more and more grumbling from people like me who are having issues with the, with launch hardware. It's just right. that, it's just that launch, Launch hardware is generally not that bad for Nintendo, but I'm I'm a little unhappy this time. But yeah. I haven't I haven't had any. I guess there are some hardware flaws, like some, maybe some manufacturing defects with these. But it's not like the original DS where the it was clearly flawed at the concept level, where the screen's not bright enough. Right. You know, sure. The D-pad feels weird. It's it's just flat out ugly. This one doesn't have any of those problems. No, well, it doesn't. I, I will say though that I I don't know about you guys, but playing I never noticed it till playing Zelda and trying to use like the L trigger to lock on and everything. Like I my hands start to hurt after I play it for a while. Like trying to oh yeah. You, Two minutes the, into the game, I immediately switched it to toggle mode for the for the L targeting. Yeah. Oh, I just I didn't even know that was an option. Oh, I had to do that. Yeah. Yep. I did I'm this. A- I I did the same thing. Um, Majora, we, I think, I think introduced that. It may have. I know it was in the, all the Metroid Prime games where I had no problem doing it, like holding the button down in the GameCube games. But on the on Metroid Prime Three, I I immediately switched it to toggle mode just because oh, of the way wow. the controller is. But you know that tiny little button, it's a real pain to hold onto it. I almost wish they'd set the default to toggle mode. Oh yeah. I think Majora's Mask did have the default as toggle mode. Hmm. I remember thinking that was different, and I lo- I went to look and found there was a setting. And it was defaulted to, 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 to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it was defaulted to toggle. So hopefully, some of our listeners will have not realized that also, and can now save their fingers. The only problem I have with toggle is that sometimes there's two enemies near you, and you want to focus on none of them, and you yeah. toggle back and forth, and you can't get it off. That's oh, um, really hold, hold, walk backwards while you hit L, and it'll, um, it'll oh. like if you're targeting one. And if you've got a guy targeted and there's, like, a guy on your left and a guy on your right, if you push, like, the circle pad in a certain direction and hit L, it'll target in that direction. Okay. If you just leave it neutral, I think it'll just target the closest and then the next closest and then the furthest. But if you pull back, it'll detarget as when you press it. Excellent. That's good well, to know. Look at that. Look at that. If nothing Fancy. else, we, we've, we've taught people things today. The more you know. I think in post I'll have to put in the old like sound effect from those NBC The More You Know commercials as yep. soon as you said that, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so that's a letter from Adolf Vega. Thanks again to Adolf Vega for, write, for writing in. Uh, as always, you can email us at newscast at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at you know uh, NWR Newscast on Twitter. Um, of course, that's usually at the end of the show, but I yeah, figure... Yeah, the show doing, over here? <laughs> I figure since we're doing listener mail, I'll week. throw that in there first. Um... So this week we wanted to talk a little bit about as the Wii reaches its its final chapter, 
Uh, we, you know, we've seen the new hardware. We know it's coming in about a year, maybe a little bit longer. Um, so now we have this this gap of time from 2006 when the Wii was announced and launched until now to sort of reflect on the console and think about sort of what did we expect from it, what did we get from it, and at the end of the day, are we happy with with what the what what the Wii? God, I'm really screwing this up. <laughs> are we happy with what the Wii meant to us as a console? Uh, in the last five years. So I want to start this off by taking it back to E3 2006, and I'll kick this over to Mike because Mike was actually there. Um, talk a little bit about what you initially thought of the console when you first had your hands on with the controller. Um, actually, I think, I'm, I think I want to go back to E3 2005 oh, okay. first. Well, just briefly so we can go over its initial unveiling where Awada just pulls out, you know, the white box from his from his coat pocket and is like he says, Well it's gonna be three times as powerful as a GameCube and you'll be able to download old video games on it and that's basically all they gave us. They didn't <laughs> tell us anything other than those two things. And everyone kinda of walked out scratching their heads like, What do you mean three times as powerful as a GameCube? And a lot of us were speculating, maybe like maybe he means like as far as, like, the player is concerned, like, not on the hardware level, because Nintendo doesn't really ever talk about hardware specs, whereas if you went to a Microsoft or a Sony conference, they'd be like, well, it's 32 more times more powerful because it's this much faster, right. and it's, you know, that this and that, but Nintendo doesn't typically talk about stats well, they also mentioned Apple that the does. Con- they also mentioned that the controller would be different, didn't they? Did yeah, they I don't say- remember if they did. Uh, they may have said it will have a revolutionary controller or something like that, but I don't think any of us were expecting the controller that we got when they unveiled it at Space World whatever they call it now, later that year. But right. then in 06, we finally got to play it. I mean, we were all, like, so, I was super hyped on that thing. I, I can remember, there was the longest line I've ever seen at an E3. I went to E3 from 02 to 06, and it's the longest line I've ever seen at an E3 to play anything, was to get into that section of the Nintendo booth where you could play Wii, even longer than the DS line, which was catastrophically long at the time. Um I mean, they had a lot of good games. It was, it felt like a lot like what we saw this year at E3, except on top of that, they had actual software to show us. Yeah. Um, they had a bunch of demos, like things that, you know, like they had um, the little Pilot Wingsy demo that ended up coming out years later in Wii, in Wii Sports Resort, and they had, you know, a couple other demo-y things like that. But then on top of that, they also had Twilight Princess and Mario Galaxy available to play. Oh, wow. So it felt like you were, like, getting a real system, like, you know, this is like an, I mean, the system came out later that year, so obviously they had software to show us, and the Mario Galaxy demo was, like, amazing, like, um, and then the Twilight Princess was, I mean, that was practically a finished product at that point, since it came out just a couple months later, so it was really great as well, and we wasn't, just all, Wasn't like, Galaxy meant to be a launch title? I think it might have been originally, or maybe, um, shortly after, I doubt they would want to launch Mario and Zelda at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I think Mar- Galaxy did get delayed somewhat. I seem to recall there was a period of time where we thought we were getting Mario, Metroid, and Zelda all at or very close to launch. That yeah, I think they had implied that, was... that. Within the first year, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Which, if you count Super Paper Mario, I guess we kind of got that. Sure. Yeah, so it was it was an interesting year. Uh, and, you know, it's funny thing about Super Paper Mario is it wasn't anywhere at the show that year, but they always released that list of, like, these are all the games that are coming out, and it was on there, and they made no mention of it at the press conference, didn't show a logo or anything, and then we got our press kits, and we looked at the B-roll footage, and it was in there, in that B-roll footage, and we were like, this looks amazing, why are they talking about it? Well, it was a GameCube game at that point still, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, I think it was, yeah. They had, they they had said it was, it was a GameCube release, but they refused to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, I guess that's it. why they hadn't talked about it, because they were trying to put all the spotlight on the Wii. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we all were super hyped because it was basically looked like, you know, we were going to have our cake and eat it, too. Like, 
there's these games that are going to be appeal to the casual audience, but we're, you know, they're not straying away. We've still got Zelda and Mario are right here. Don't worry, you know, calm down. Everything's fine. And it'll just be, you know, we'll make all of these games, and then on top of that, we'll also make these casual games. But well, even that, at that point, I think I think most of the the, the quote-unquote hardcore gamers were, were impressed enough with Wii Sports that, you know, that it may lead to more games like that, but deeper. Yeah, it was novel enough. It, yeah. It's not like it's not like you could look at Wii Sports at the very beginning and think, well, if this catches on, we're doomed. Yeah, no, you wouldn't have thought that at all. I mean, I guess bundling it in with the system, maybe you would have thought that. I don't even think so, though. I think we were all hyped on the system. We thought it was going to be fantastic. And I think when you look at something like, obviously, Wii Sports, well, it's hard to say Wii Sports was a big success because it came with the system. But if you look at something like Rayman Raving Rabbids, which was one of the first games out of the gate, that game took off, like, yeah. insane. And that, that, when you look at that, almost immediately, that is the sign that things were going to go downhill if you were a traditional gamer with this system. The game that sold the most, I think Zelda, I think, outsold it, but um, it was like the number two game. It was like the number, yeah, it was like the number, I mean, excluding Wii Sports again, since it was included, it was Zelda, and then I think number two of out of, of the, like, the first couple months of sales was always Rayman Raving Rabbids, and it was, it was fun, like, you played it, but then, I, I, played it, and then I was after that, I was like, well, okay. But it's kind of the same thing. And then after that, it was just every game that came out. Minigame. Was mini-game, that archetype? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and not not only just minigame collections, which would be one thing, but like 95% of the games where you just shaking the remote, like, frantically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just doing the same exact thing over and over with a different picture on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, like, point at the cowboy and fire the gun, and then point at the alien and fire the gun, or Shake to run through a track meet, or shake to fight off a bear that's attacking you, or I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, on, on launch day, I, I got the system, and I, that's, those are the two things I picked up, were Zelda and Raving Rabbits. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed both, you know, separately from each other, and for different reasons. can't remember if I got a review copy of Raving Rabbits, or if I bought it. I think I had a review copy. And then I also got WarioWare. Um, which is easily the worst WarioWare game. I wanted to talk about it. Despite still being good, despite still being a good game, and the 12-player multiplayer with one remote thing was kind of fun, if you could ever get that many people together. But Is that like the one where you're, you're angels, and it, like, it just picks someone at random to go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and that it's just, fun. it's fun, but other, I mean, it was more minigames, which is fine, because it's WarioWare, and you go in expecting that, but it's easily, it was easily the worst WarioWare game, and that is a franchise that I love to Oh, yeah. Well, up Wario until that, that game, a, I loved to death. WarioWare was a game that whenever I had friends over, that's the that's the game they wanted. Well, that's, that's the game that we wanted to show people, and that's the game that they wanted to play. Yeah. Um, part of it was the really the really awesome little. Um, uh, I'm not sure, I'm sure what, we, what we can call it. the little um, remote videos that showed you how to hold the remote. Oh, those are hilarious. Oh, yeah. Those are hilarious and yeah. like. The, the the mini games themselves were were well done and there was plenty of them to go around. They're but funny. There's two fundamental flaws with WarioWare that I never could could quite get past. The first one being, of course, that you had to play through the single player before you could unlock, unlock the multiplayer, um, which is ridiculous for a WarioWare game, especially especially for a for a Wii game where you're trying to show it off to your friends. Like an early Wii game does not need to have a single player WarioWare experience before you get to the multiplayer. That's insane. And also on top of that, the, the multiplayer offerings that they had were 
really pretty limited. Like, honestly, just, like, a pass-and-play mode would have been... I mean, the Angel thing was kind of that, but... It, you know, it was nice at the time, though, because Wii remotes were insanely scarce. So yes. the fact that you could play with multiple people in one remote was really welcomed. Oh, yeah. But the, the other problem I had with WarioWare was that it, it sort of... It sort of showed me early on that there was problems with the Wii design, and that no one that I played with seemed to be able to figure out like how to get it right. Like the the they were always too close to the screen. If they were told to point at the screen, they never quite got it right because they were always aiming directly at the screen from like two feet away. And I tell them over and over again, "No, you got to back up." And like the thing you're actually aiming for is, is the little bar on top of the screen. But it took it took ten or fifteen minutes at least of playing that game for like. A, a completely uninitiated Wii player to understand how the system really functioned. And for a system that sort of prides itself on being immediately accessible, that's a problem. Like, I had a real problem trying to get my friends and family to understand the way WarioWare worked. And it's a game, that's, it's a game that you have to play in like three seconds. You don't have a lot of time to figure it out. Right. It's not like the bowling yeah. where you're like, okay, now step up and then hold the button and then let go yeah, of the button like, as you move your arm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, do this, go, now. Okay, next. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you died. You'll have to wait till next round, and then you. Yeah, and people will get so frustrated because they didn't understand why they were losing, and I don't know what to tell them other than, well, you're a little too close to the TV. You got to be like four feet away or, or more, and you're not quite aiming. If it's blinking, you're not aiming at the TV. I know you think you're aiming at the TV, but you're not really aiming at the TV. And oh, now you're 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 aiming at the glass table in front of the TV, and you're getting reflections. You got to back up a little bit more. Yeah. That was one of the first games that I, I remember thinking this the system has got a lot of potential, but the hardware isn't really built well enough to realize that potential, which is, of course, something we would we learn even more concretely later on when they would introduce Wii Motion Plus, but that's getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Well, I'll go on and say, I mean, that first Christmas, I think the game I played more than anything was probably Excite Truck. I poured hours into that game. Yeah, Excite Truck was a lot of fun. It's good. Like, it's, it's just good. I like Excite Bots. I never played it. It's not that different, really. It's pretty much the same engine with, like, Excite Box has a few more, like... Does it have the terraforming pieces, thing that Excite Truck has? I think so. That's, like, the best thing about Excite Truck, is, like, you hit a thing, and all of a sudden there's a giant mountain, and then you hit it, and you just oh, get massive happens, air. Yeah. And, and it supported custom soundtracks on your SD card, which was great, because the built-in music was god-awful. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I put in, like, a bunch of, like... I was, uh, I was putting, like, a bunch of, like... English post-punk, like, like block party kind of stuff, and just, like, cranked it up real loud, and the, the game was really fun. Like, it was just, just a good game. I must have sunk hours into it, playing the same race over and over and over again, trying to, you know, do as good as I could. Yeah. That was a, a feature they strangely removed from Excitebots, actually. I don't, I don't know why, the but... Custom soundtracks was, like, a thing that, like, every console does custom soundtracks, so, like, Excite Truck like, did custom soundtracks, and then, like, no other game ever did. I'm yeah. so glad we're talking about Excite Truck, because I actually wrote that down on my list as, like, an honorable mention. It's so good! It was amazing. I, me and my friend, we would just... We'd never play the multiplayer. We just tried to get through all the different, like, circuits and all the different difficulties. Yeah. And, like, we just loaded our SD card with a bunch of, like, Bad Religion and stuff, and just, like, so, yeah. just blasted it. <laughs> just, it was so awesome. And I, you know, and then, yeah, it never was used again. <laughs> and it got a lot of flack. It got a lot of shit just because it was a truck and not a bike, which is ridiculous. It got flack for that? Yeah, a lot of people are like, this is stupid, it's a truck racing game, it's for rednecks or whatever, I don't know. Like, people yeah. don't want to give it a chance, because it's not exactly what they wanted, which was Excite Bike. Oh, there's two more wheels, so therefore I hate it. Hmm. Well, as long as we're on, as long as we're on the, Excite bo- or the Excite Truck, and the Excite Bots, I guess, train, why don't we uh, ver- veer this into um, part two of this little discussion, which is games that 
really impressed us and sort of delivered on the promise that the Wii uh, made in 2006 of you know a new way to play, or even if they didn't do that, games that just sort of meant a lot to you uh, over the last over the last four or five years. Why don't you go first, Zach? You've been quiet. All right. Uh, surprisingly enough, um, when I was thinking about it, uh, Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, uh, I played a lot with my family, and I'd never played games with my family before. But they really like golf and bowling and uh, and some of the uh, Wii Sports Resort games like the, uh, oh, Lord, now I'm forgetting what they are. Table tennis? Yeah, they like table tennis. They also like the wakeboarding for some reason. Hmm. That's a <laughs> choice, but okay. Yeah, that, that is weird. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I'd never played games with my family before, and this was one that they didn't, they, I mean, they liked it. They, they wanted to play it every night. So did when you, they, did you did you get your family a Wii? Did your, family, did your parents have a Wii? No, the, my, my folks wouldn't play it enough to warrant okay. it. But my fa- wife's family liked it a lot more. Excellent. And they considered buying one for a while. We thought about getting them one for Christmas, but I don't know why we never did. But that game really delivered on the promise of family-focused games uh, that you could all play together. It actually brought in people who'd never gamed before. Uh, and it also had motion control that, for what it was, worked. Yeah. Uh, we actually got my parents a Wii for Christmas about three years ago. Um, I'm not sure they play it enough to really justify the cost. Uh, that was that was the first Christmas where you didn't have to, like, camp out in a trash can, you know, at 6 <laughs> in the morning to get one. Uh, that was a fun night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, we we played it with my my mom really enjoys the bowling, and we've played with them a few times. The I have some I have some younger cousins who who always come over, and they always want to play. But they have their own Wii's now, so the the novelty's worn off a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I I think Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, especially especially Wii Sports, I think, just because Wii Sports Resort just kind of feels like the natural follow follow through. But yeah, the first Wii Sports really does sort of nail home the idea that you could control a game with just just your wrist, um, which is great because nothing had really done that before. Bowling, I think Wii Sports Bowling might still be the best game on the console. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an I, excellent game. I, I can I remember, and in fact, that's funny, Wii Sports is the first game on my list of, of great games that we made, and um, I just remember so many different just like parties and get-togethers where Wii Bowling was just always on in the background. Even if it, you weren't playing, like you eventually swapped in and you, you picked your me and you were out there and you were playing. And it was just like the cornerstone of get-togethers for like at least a year or two. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. For us, it was always tennis. Always tennis for us. Tennis oh, really? is okay, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. No one ever played baseball. Baseball was kind of lame. Yeah. The bowling, I when I first had a Wii, I would take it over to my neighbor's. I was in an apartment at the time. I'd take it over to my neighbor's house, and we'd bowl for like two hours a night. Oh, yeah. And we were we got really good at it. Well, there was a point for about a year, maybe even two, where, there where having a Wii was still a hard thing to have. Right. Like, yeah. they were, I mean, they weren't on store shelves for like an amazing, what, two full years after launch? I remember it the t- first time them? seeing it at a store, like at a Target, like on a Wednesday morning. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, I remember I- seeing my first, like, Wii that was not bought by someone waiting in a line, and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Because it was like. like a year, at least, it was probably at least a year later. Exactly. And yeah. like, 
So the cool thing was though, if you had one, you were kind of you 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 were kind of the center of the party there for a couple mm-hmm. of years. You mm-hmm. could yeah. you could hey hey we're having a Wii Sports party. I mean try try doing that this weekend. I don't think yeah, that'll go over so well. Yeah, no one will show up. Yeah, I had a cool little like Zelda like carrying case for my Wii. It had like the Hyrulean shield on it, and I would take it to all my friends' houses when we were. Having yeah, I remember I actually had to get like a little Wii backpack. Yeah, like because people wanted to play it, and there weren't many of them, so if. You had to bring it places, which is something you don't usually do with a console. But yeah, I had um, like a shoulder bag for it. Yeah, yeah, it was just like that. Super yeah. handy. Yeah, and now it's somewhere like collecting dust, just like you know, sort of the Wii itself, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah. You know, I, I was gonna ask too what you guys thought. Um, obviously, packaging Wii Sports with the system, um, you know, helped and, and got a lot of people interested in the system. But I wonder if having it separate and having, you know, ha- you have to go to the store and buy it would have helped software sales, you know, like other games. You know, you go to the store and you get that and maybe you pick up another game instead of just buying the Wii, going home, and then, like, the traditional family never buying anything else. Yeah. I, don't, no, I don't know. No, I, th- I don't think the Wii would have sold as well as it did if Wii yeah. Sports hadn't been included. Yeah. No, I, I think the Wii and Wii Sports were a package. I think, I mean, I mean, obviously they were they were a package, but I think they were they were marketed as a package. They they were sold to people's people as a package. They, if it didn't come with Wii Sports, people would have been less less interested in buying it without. That's interesting because you know. that is how they sold it in Japan. Right. Exactly. Right, yeah. But and it's I a different it's market, sold. obviously. Right. Well, yeah. They'll buy anything over there. It still did pretty well, though. But yeah, Nintendo still had a lot of brand cachet over in Japan at the time, so they didn't really need to offer any kind of, you know, game bundle incentive. Right. Plus, I think just like here, people wanted to try the new interface. Oh, yeah. yeah. But you know what's funny is that I was just thinking back to launch days, like, I can't, I think we must have spent at least two hours just making Miis, like the... Fr- yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, that was a thing, like, people made a lot of Miis, like, and it was just fun to make a Mii, like, your friend would come over, oh, they've never played the Wii before, well, let's set them have to make a Mii first. And you it's had fun, to, it's yeah. fun. Remember that me voting channel or whatever the hell it was? Yeah. yeah. I, and I like actually spent time in that thing. Me yeah, too. Me too. Oh, somebody me made too. an awesome Peter Griffin. I'm putting that on my <laughs> Wii. Akbar. Yeah. And that's funny with the 3DS, it's like the opposite. Like I set up my me and then like because the QR code thing made it so easy, I just like went to a NeoGAF thread and I was like I took a bunch of pictures of ones that I wanted, but I wouldn't have gotten them any other way just because the QR codes made it so easy. Right. And now I haven't I haven't gone into the me maker at all. Like I probably never will. Yeah. Well, the 3DS is also a much more solitary experience. That's yeah. true. I've got Admiral Akbar in there now. I don't really need any of these. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a I trap. Gonna, I was going to say, uh, uh, relating to Wii Sports, um, you know, though this whole topic got started when I was kind of working on, a, I don't know, an editorial or a blog or whatever about just my feelings and kind of memories of the Wii and because of Wii Sports and things like that and people making Miis, it's interesting going through, like, my me. I guess catalog, if you will, and just it's sort of this like record of just friends and family and, and yeah. loved ones, and you know, and everyone who's played the system. And it was the first time I can really remember like having to go through and like after a breakup, like having to, to like yes. meet that person's oh, meeting, wow. especially once you started dating someone new, you know. And it was it was yep. so weird, you know. And even though it wasn't advanced, like I don't know, like something like Xbox Live might be, where it kept track of all the games they had played on the system, like you still knew, you know, you had those memories, and it's just like. There it was, you know, and you just said goodbye and just deleted it. You know, it was such a weird. I had that experience moment. with Animal Crossing on GameCube. Yeah, I was gonna just oh, okay. about to say, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah, a, I, was... I even got a letter after after I uh, broke up with her, like oh, a nice wow. letter. It was because <laughs> it was from before the breakup. Like the last time she had played, she had sent me like a little package and a nice little letter, and 
then we then I dumped her and, oh, <laughs> and then I went back into Animal Crossing and got a nice little letter and felt like immensely guilty for a couple of minutes and then, <laughs> That's her, crazy. then deleted her her, her house. <laughs> That That's is nice. amazing! Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I've had you know sort of similar experiences. Like just recently, I pulled out my Earthbound cartridge and I was going to play again. So I, I booted up just to see like my old save files, and it was just funny. Like I had my completion from like middle school, and it, you know I think what Paula is is the main girl. Like her her name was named after like whatever girl I had a crush on at the time, and then like <laughs> um, the other two characters were you know like named after friends at the time, and then I had a newer record that was like my girlfriend of like four years ago, and like just stuff like that. But the the Wii was the first time where it was just like. Because, you know, they would just pop up in games, you know? And it was just kind of weird when they'd pop up. So you just kind of, when you broke up with someone, you kind of just had to, to get rid yeah. of them. Yeah, I really like that in the Wii Sports Resort games where you'll just be driving along and, oh, look, there's my friend Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you do the jogging, like, well, like in uh, Wii Fit, you'll do the jogging game. And, yeah. then, like, you know, all your me's are just jogging past you and waving and stuff. Good times. We Fit. There's, we're, we, we Fit. There's a, a quote-unquote game we ought to talk about. I have it. I I haven't played it in forever, though. I, I had one. I, I sold it to someone. Yeah. I, I kept it for, like, six months or so, and I was like, this is interesting, and then it was just like, yeah. I've, <laughs> never, really. I've never played the thing, not once. Really? I, I kind of got into it. <laughs> like I got into it, like, for a while, yeah. Yeah, I spent, like, six months, like, I you know, I'd kind of check in at least every day or every other day, and even if I didn't, like, necessarily do all the, the workout games in the game. Excuse yeah, me, I, I used it to I, at least, like, track my, like, weight loss. And stuff. I'd I was, at like, least check, my check in every stuff. day, yeah. i do the little test that yeah. it makes you do. And I, I probably did it for six months, too. But now I have Wii Sports, uh, Wii Fit Plus, and it really just gathers dust. Yeah, see, I bought that one, too. And, yeah, I only use that one for probably about My dog really hates being measured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Don't pick Check me up. Of other things. Well, I was trying to think of games that really meant a lot to me, and like, of course, there's the obvious answers: is the Mario's and the Zeldas and the and the Metroids. And I kind of wanted to steer clear of that a little bit. Um, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about Silent Hill: Shattered Memories. I which, still uh, want to play that. Yeah, that came out what December of '09, I think. Just just, just after shy. we started doing this podcast, yeah. And just shy of the awards too. Bazinga! That's right. It. I th- no, I think I think we redid the awards because of that game. Oh, maybe. No, that game came out, it was a Wii-exclusive Silent Hill, came out in December of 2009. It kind of came and went very quickly. Um, it didn't have a lot of hype, and it didn't have a lot of staying power. It probably, probably wasn't on store shelves more than more than a couple of weeks. Um, but I really, really liked that game. It, it was a more or less a standalone entry in the series, because I think it, it was initially meant to be a remake of the first game, but it didn't really have much in common with any other Silent Hill game in, in, in the series. Um and it just had a really great ending. Like, you, you, it's rare that you see a, a video game have, like, a really solid story with an ending to match. And this game just it just blew me away at the very end to the point where I immediately wanted to go back and replay through the entire thing. But unfortunately, I lent it out to a friend that haven't seen it since. But, um, I don't know, it's just, it, 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 it used the Wii the way that more games should use the Wii. It had, you know, it had the, uh, the flashlight was the Wii Pointer, and basically everywhere you moved your Wii Pointer, the, the character moved the flashlight on screen. Um, the speaker in the remote was a cell phone, and you would occasionally get calls on your phone. You'd have to pick up the phone and uh, and, and, and hear what they had to say. Um, the, the in-game menu was a cell phone, so you hit the minus button to bring it up, and then you'd get to, like, dial phone calls or pull up map on your GPS. It just... The whole thing was just so well put together. I was really sad to see that it didn't really find an audience because at that point I mean there's there's always the chicken and the egg argument about well they didn't market it well 
Of course it didn't sell. Well, it, they, they didn't market it because it wasn't going to sell. Well, It's a know. more obscure yeah. series, yeah. So, I mean, there's always a chicken and the egg, the chicken and the egg argument about whether or not it would have sold to begin with, but... I mean, I I can't really blame them for not marketing it because who knows if the game ha- had a market on the Wii at that point. I mean, I know that our forums will certainly tell us that the game had a market, but that's the same 20 people saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I don't really I don't really know if it's true or not. So, yeah, that, I, I, I that really was, love that game. That was another struggle for the Wii was just third-party games like that and you know, because I feel like a lot what? of times... What? Third-party games struggled on the Wii? <laughs> I know. Newsflash. Yeah. Uh, Third-party <laughs> games struggle on Nintendo platform. Very in- insightfully. Well, yeah, I guess ever since the Super Nintendo, probably. Yeah. Um, but Because it, it always, to me, it felt like it always came back to just a discussion of, like, graphics. And, I mean, especially, in, I mean, if you're talking 2009, and, you know, I mean, that's, you know, the prime PS3 and Xbox 360 time. I mean, it just, that might be part of, if not most of the reason it was overshadowed, you know, I mean, just, it could have been great and a lot of fun, but people just aren't really willing to take that step back graphically, you know, like, the Wii games that succeed are the stylized, you know, games that, that don't try to pull right, realistic-looking right. graphics. Right. Like Kirby's Epic Yarn. There you go. Or Donkey Kong, or New Super Mario Brothers Wii. You know, I don't even think Donkey Kong Country Returns looks as good as Rare's other games. I think it looks a little... A I little think it, polygony. I think it, it, it excels in the graphical style that it attempts. I'm not sure. It, I'm not sure it had particularly high standards to to meet, though. It was just trying to look like. Well, I mean, it had the same basic goal as New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which was to That's take true. the old art style and to make it cartoony and modern, but not. You know, it's not trying to be. It's not trying to be super high def. I need to play that game. I should I go back that, to it. All that whole year. What year was that? That last year. I guess last year. I yeah, just except for I didn't play Kirby um, or uh, or Donkey Kong. I'm, I'm uh, I I really love Donkey Kong. If I were you, though, I would talk to uh, someone and figure out how to install the patch that allows you to map the Shake Remote to a button. Because uh, that's you, your role. If you already if you already have the Homebrew Channel installed, I would recommend playing it that way because the only flaw with that game is having to shake the remote to roll. And it's a big flaw. That's a pretty yeah, flaw. that actually was kind of annoying. I, I don't know why they decided. But that's the to, only problem I have with the entire game. I gave the game a nine point five, I think, uh, and I, I meant it. I I loved the game from start to finish. I, I didn't play much of it after I finished. I, I meant to go back, but then I ended up selling it to get a three DS. Go figure. I'm cheap like that. Did you ever Did you ever unlock like the hard mode? I unlocked the. I got all the medals in the first world and decided that was about as much of it as I really felt like doing at the time. Okay. And then I always meant to go back, but like I said, I, I wanted to get a 3DS at launch, and that was one of the games I had that was actually worth something. Worth so. something, right. Yeah, to, I had to uh, eBay it went. Because I, I played through it, which I, I played through it with my fiancé, and I have to say that's like a really good girlfriend game, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Sure, yeah. If only because Diddy Kong has special abilities that make him a little easier to play. You know, he's got the jetpack, so if you kind of screw up a jump, you've got like a two-second window to kind of wiggle room, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which... is the same reason I always use Dixie Kong in the old Donkey Kong Country yep. games. Right, with that the hair. Helicopter. Exactly, and so it's so great, like, playing it with someone who might not be quite as good as you, because they can use that to kind of adjust themselves, but... Probably, probably a better girlfriend game than New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Well, because you can't kill each other. <laughs> well, and that game gets really hard really fast. It does. Oh, I don't know that Donkey Kong's that different. Donkey well, Kong it, is it a is hard, hard game. That's yeah, true. But, 
one great thing too, which which they sort of had in, in New Super Mario Brothers, is that at any point Diddy Kong can just jump on Donkey Kong's back. So if you're hit, hitting yeah. a hard point where she's or whoever your second player is struggling, just say, "Hey, hop on my back, and I'll do it. <laughs> we'll get through it, and you can yeah. hop back off." That's excellent. Just I, like I, real life. Yeah. <laughs> I think that between the two of those games, New Mario Wii and Donkey Kong Country Returns, Donkey Kong is the much better retro revival. It's a better overall game. I think it's a better game. I think it's a. I think it had farther to come because it was it was pulling from Donkey Kong Country, which is not nearly as I think, in my opinion, nearly as good as the classic 2D Mario games. Uh, I I was I was wholly impressed by that title. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, if you haven't played it, Mike, you gotta. <laughs> Any other games we want to talk about that sort of uh, struck I all the right to, notes? For me, at least, and it's probably pretty specific to me. Is I really. One of the only Wii games I played in recent memory was Epic Mickey, and I really loved Epic Mickey. That's but surprising. I'm, I know I'm in the minority yeah. there. Most people think it's kind of mediocre. I never um, tried Epic it. Mickey. I am a I am a fantastically big Disney nerd, so that is why it was so good for me. Especially because my favorite aspect of Disney is the theme parks, and the whole game is built like around the concept of Disneyland, and you go into the different worlds and you do different things and. Being able to, like, um, delve into, I guess, like, the history of Mickey in a video game is really cool. And you can tell completely that Warren Spector is a gigantic, gigantic Disney nerd just by playing the game. Because the level of detail that he approaches in, like, the recreation of stuff or the accuracy of things is just, it's, it's, it had to be done by somebody that was completely obsessed with Disney and Mickey Mouse. And he was the one that approached Nintendo about wanting to make the game. That's how, like, he he got his junction point, his company got bought by Disney, and the first thing he said was, oh my god, I have to make a Mickey Mouse game. Like, he, they didn't say, hey, Warren Spector, we own you now, and now you have to make this Mickey game. He was, he came to them, he wanted to make it, so, um, I really, I really loved it. It has serious issues with the camera, but other than that, I thought it was, um, I thought it was fantastic. I really should track that game down, because the art style seemed really great. I wanted to try it out. The art style's good, and it's, I mean, it does that whole, you know, morality thing, which is kind of old hat at this point in video games, I think, but it's it's an interesting way, you know, um, you know, you can do things the easy way, which is kind of slightly more evil, or you can do things the harder way, which is a little more time-intensive, but it's the good way to do things, and, and it's just really cool to delve into Mickey's past, especially the part where you, you go up Mickey Junk Mountain, which is a mountain created of, like, Mickey Mouse merchandise from throughout the history of his career. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And there's even one little pile, like like a little island sitting off the side of the mountain that's composed entirely of old video game cartridges for Mickey games. Nice. That's excellent. It's really it's really cool. Um, like I said, the camera has some definite issues, but um, the game itself is fun. As long as you're... I wouldn't recommend it probably to anyone who's not a Disney fan, but if you're a Disney fan, you will see everything and you'll be like oh I get that reference and I get that reference and I get like everything is referencing something and some of it's really obscure and like it'll be some like really niche detail that's inside of a theme park ride that you would only know if you were an uber nerd and it's in the game because Warren Spector is an uber nerd (laughs) (laughs) that's cool though it is a pretty standard platformer Uh, it doesn't really make good on many we promises uh, I just thought it was really a really fantastic game. That I mean, if I had to give it a if I had to give it a final review, I'd probably end up giving it something like an eight eight or an eight and a half. But I still really enjoyed the hell out of it. I don't I don't think we can I don't think we can uh, leave this discussion without mentioning Brawl. Uh, I think Brawl was for me anyway. I don't know about you guys, but Brawl 
I played Brawl more than any other Wii game. And I played that with my friends more than any other Wii game. You know, Wii, Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort were the family games. Brawl was the game you, you brought out when people were over. And see, I, I guess that's true to some extent, but for me, like, it's it's all about time and place. Like, I played Melee that way because that's the game that came out when I was in college. Yeah, me too. And we had friends in the dorm where we all get together and play um, Melee constantly. By the time Brawl came out, I was 28 years old, married, living in a town where I didn't know that many other people. I mean, I played online a couple of times, but we all know how that went. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the same thing and, was true with Melee. Melee was at the point where even... Um, it was me and three of my friends living in an apartment. We had a standing rule that if three of us wanted to play Brawl, the fourth had to join. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, you know, we did. And, you know, we always played, you know, like random everything just because we'd all gotten so good with one character that if anyone picked that character, they would just win. So we would just play random all the time to keep it, to keep it fun and even. Um, but Brawl came out like, I guess, a year. What year did Brawl come out? Oh, eight. Oh, eight. So it was like two years after I'd graduated college and, um, you know, like my friends and I would still get together, but like we couldn't just like, you know, do it at the drop of a hat like we used to be able to. So we, we right. played a lot. We even got it early because uh, there's a local game shop in town. Uh, I won't say the name of it, but they get stuff and they always sell it early because it's the only <laughs> way they can compete, basically. Uh, so we got it that Friday. And they don't sell it early to anybody, but one of my friends was friends with the guy who worked there, so nice. they got it that Friday. So rather than waiting till Sunday to get it, we had it all weekend to play, awesome. which was fantastic. <laughs> and we just we literally played it like twenty four seven that weekend. <laughs> and after that, we would play it a lot, but nowhere near as much. And I think Brawl is, um, it tried to make good on a promise of online play, but in failing to do so, it basically sunk any possibility of any game really going online on that system. Mario Kart, the, Mario if, Kart if, did pretty well. But yeah, if Brawl had been a success, like the if the online mode had been a success, I think you would have seen more online games. Yeah, that's on true. The Wii. It's true because it's the game everyone was, tried online and yeah, it didn't. It was work, the first so. one, and it was god awful. It's just right. you can't even play it. So you just assume none of them work, even though, like you said, yeah. Mario Kart worked, and even like I just played Goldeneye last year, and that worked wonderfully. But yeah, yeah. Um, it, I'm kind of in the same boat. We got it Saturday night at midnight when it came out, and, and we played it probably. I mean, we played it all that weekend, and then we probably played it the next weekend, and then after that, you know, we'd get together and we'd try to play, but it was hard. I only had one GameCube controller, and everyone wanted to use the GameCube controller. Oh, we had a friend who had, like, three other Wave Birds, but, you know, he couldn't show up all the time, so it's like, if you didn't have those, whoever wasn't using the GameCube, or the, um, yeah, the GameCube pad was kind of I at a disadvantage. I gravitated towards the classic controller. See, that seemed I, like I, the I, next really, logical kind of stuff. I, I, I used it instead of the, of the GameCube controller, oh, really? in all honesty. Yeah, I, that was. I mean, maybe it's just me, but that's just how I enjoyed it. But um, I, I agree, though, that that um, Brawl was probably the, or not Brawl, um, Melee was the game I, I spent more time with, just yeah. being younger, like you said, yeah. and, and spending more time with friends and stuff. Um, but, but before we move on from games we liked, I, I want to mention one that was kind of important to me, um, which was a port. But um, Okami, though the, the oh, wow. yeah, Okami. sure. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed that. It, it kind of, I picked it up when it came out and then didn't really touch it until after I'd gone through this, this breakup and I had all, all this new time on my hands. And that's, uh, that's a game that requires a lot of it. Yeah, and I kind of just like went into it and just got sucked in and I mean, just played the hell out of it for weeks until, you know, completing it. And it, it's just kind of a special game for me. It just kind of hit at that right time and it was just that one game that, I just spent all my new free time with. <laughs> so I even went through the trouble of, like, 
sending into Capcom and, and getting the um, like the new um, case the, art, the new art, because it had the screenshot like logo on the had the, the IG had the IGN watermark yeah. on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was that was nonsense. But yeah, but yeah, so that's just the last thing I wanted to touch on before we uh, before we move. Let's talk a little bit about games that that we were really looking forward to, or games that we thought would would be sort of deliver on the promise of the Wii, but didn't didn't really didn't really quite didn't really quite deliver. Not even really games necessarily, but just things you were looking forward to on the Wii that that never quite got there. And I guess I'll start off. I, mean, I mentioned WarioWare earlier; that was a big one for me. But one of the things that I really was upset about on the Wii was. And this will come as no surprise to those of you who have listened to this podcast more than a few times, but uh, no Pikmin game on the Wii. Um, I can't believe they didn't put a Pikmin game on the freaking Wii. They, re- they re-released they two. Yeah, and we had been promised it too. Yeah, as I was say, wasn't there supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. we got we got the re-releases, but North America didn't even get the second re-release. And yeah, that's I'm one of the bullshit. like I'm one of the few out there that believes Pikmin Two is probably like an all-time top five game. Like I I could play I, I have 100 percent of that game twice. I love it. I'd play it again if it was on Wii, but no, I, I just can't fathom why they didn't bother putting a stupid Pikmin game on the system. Like, it seems like it's built for it. Clearly they thought so, or they wouldn't have remade the first game with the control scheme. So, I don't know, that, that really bugged me. They were too that, busy, that, they were too busy uh, not making the Vitality Sensor. Okay. <laughs> God, I, I want that thing to show up somewhere. I want it to like be in the back of the Wii U controller. It will be. I want it to be able to like read your, from your fingers or something. I wanted to touch on um, Metroid Prime 3, which is was like a... I mean, I played it. It was a giant disappointment for me as a, as a Metroid fan and as a Metroid Prime fan as well. It's just... It is the maybe the most linear Metroid game of all of them. It's just go through here, go to this planet, go through this planet, but there's no real major exploration on this planet. Everything is, I mean, basically set up in a straight line for you. I mean, you know, you curve through a bunch of different rooms and stuff, but there's no, there's not many, like, branching paths. It's just go through all these rooms and beat all these guys and get an upgrade. Maybe you have to go back, like, a little bit and then get into a side room to get a new weapon or something, And but then you just go back to that main path. It's, there's no exploration in it. It's... It, it's like the almost the antithesis of a Metroid game. I felt like they dumbed it down. They dumbed down the the exploration element of the game because they knew that the Wii was targeted at a slightly more casual audience, and they didn't want to make a game as complicated as Metroid Prime or Metroid Prime Two that required tons of exploration and backtracking. Well, maybe maybe corruption was a uh, uh, maybe they'd heard enough complaints about Metroid Prime Two and its difficulty and complexity. That they scaled yeah. it down because of that. See, I think that's more likely because yeah. by the time Metroid Prime Three was like, but by, by the time the Wii came out and was a smash was a, was a smash hit and aimed clearly towards a different audience, Metroid Prime Three was like ninety five percent done. I would think. Yeah, I guess that that is a good point, but I still feel like I mean, even if it wasn't because of the Wii audience, that game was it was dumbed down too much and it just it sucked most of the enjoyment out and it was too easy. Uh, the final boss is like a... I can't even remember what it was, what the final boss of the game is, but I remember being like a joke and the like beating brain. it on the first try. Like, I beat it on the first try. Like, I think I fought Metroid Prime in the original thing at least ten times before I beat him. He was tough, yeah. It's difficult as hell, but you felt really great when you beat it. And this game, I beat it, and I was like, that's it? Is there? I thought there was going to be some final form that would pop up, and it would get really difficult, and it just ended. And I was like... What a jip. Well, that's one of the things, like, Metroid Prime 3 is a good example of one of the things that I was sort of unhappy with, with the with the Wii's library in general, and that's that 
it seems um, amongst all of their core franchises, most of the Wii installments don't take many risks. Now, I wouldn't say that is true Except of the console. Mario re- Galaxy took a giant risk. I, think. I, I don't know, I though. Don't like, know it's, about it's, that. it's not Maybe that not a different giant risk, from... but it's, I guess it's a very big departure. Oh, yeah, and I don't think the casual like Mario uh, fan who, who who just got a Wii and had only played like the original Mario Brothers could just jump in and play Galaxy. I mean, it, it was it was more daunting than the first time playing Mario 64. I mean, just, just the terms of, of gravity and just the way you moved around the planetoids and being upside down and having to, you know, just be in different orientations and learning how to, to move around. But is it really that different from the non-water pack sections of Sunshine, though? Yeah. Because I don't, th- I don't think it is. I it's, think not, it's, it's really hardcore platforming, yeah. I, I, I feel like most of the Wii installments of their mainline franchises took what was on the GameCube or basically what had already been kind of been done over the course. It was like an, they took all of the all of the design philosophies and averaged them down to the base aesthetic and then extrapolated it out to motion control. Like Mario That's Kart, definitely the case of Metroid. Mario definitely. Kart Wii to me, I know we've had this conversation already before, Mario Kart Wii to me feels like like a blind person could have designed that game. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it, there's there's no imagination in Mario Kart Wii. It's just this is exactly what Mario Kart is, but for Wii and uh, with motion control. And the same Metroid Prime yeah. Three is exactly what Metroid Prime One and Two were, but with motion control. Galaxy is not. I don't. I don't think Galaxy or Galaxy Two. Well, not detracting from the fact that they're excellent games. I don't know that. They're that imaginative and designed. They're not. I don't think either. I don't think either one is honestly an enormous leap from Mario sixty four. I don't really think either. I mean, they're they're the best example of imaginative design in, in amongst these titles that I'm talking about. But Zelda was clearly not. I mean, Zelda was a GameCube game. There's no there's no denying that. We never got a second one. We, we, yeah, we will. I guess Skyward Sword might be the one the one you know exception for that but i just kind of feel like the 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 games that we got in, in the mainline franchises weren't that creative and they didn't they didn't really jive with the Wii's aesthetic in general which was to take risks the Wii itself was a major risk in a lot of different ways but yet we have all these games like Mario Kart is to me the biggest example of just not taking risks with with the games that we're all looking forward to. Well, they're not Brawl. taking risks because the Wii itself is supposed to be a incredibly casual uh, machine. So they're right. going to dumb down every franchise they can so that mom, dad, and grandpa can play it along with you. But that right. in and of itself is a risk. Making it a ca- making the Wii a casual system was a risk. And no one's grandpa is going to play Metroid anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could take a risk there. Not on purpose anyway. Well, I, um, our other M is a guess. I mean, it's a bit of a risk. Uh, it's also kind of not huge disappointment. Big, big throwback. I loved it, but it's a big throwback to old Metroid games. Yeah, I um, liked it too. Just you know, apart from some silly story scenes, but I, I yeah, I, I, I don't want to lump Mario in with these disappointing mainstream franchises because, or well, main franchises I should say, because I really do think the Galaxy games were excellent, and I think there were was a lot of creativity in both, um, and I, especially the second one. I think they just took everything they, they learned from the first one and really pushed forward, but I will agree that the other franchises, I, I think, were dumbed down a little bit, and I think part of that was just, you know, like you said, the Wii was a gamble. They didn't know what was going to happen. It succeeded immensely, and now you've got this whole new audience, and now you're trying to cater to two different audiences, and it's, you know, both aren't going to win, you know, and it's, well, who's the priority? The millions of people who, who bought the system, you know, wanting to play Wii Sports, or, you know, the maybe hundreds of thousands or so who bought it wanting to play really core games. I think I you, you I can think give... Even, t- go ahead. 
I think even if you don't want to lump Mario Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and with with those games that didn't really take many risks, you have to admit that New Super Mario Brothers Wii is almost the epitome of that. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's so safe, yeah. Yeah, it's a, see, very much that, a safe bet. That one, I'll yeah, that one's fine. You can throw. And I'll, I'll give, though, I guess you can give Twilight Princess a pass because it was a GameCube game that was retrofitted with motion controls. Yeah, agreed. That's true. It was going to be how it was, no matter. Yeah, how Skyward Sword. Yeah. it will be held up to more scrutiny. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. Yeah. Um, as far as disappointments for me, um, actually, Zach, you, you talked highly of it, but Wii Sports uh, Resort was such a disappointment for me. Um, the, the, I mean, the it's not a single-player game at all. Oh, no, not at all. And I didn't play it that way. And, and the Motion Plus was was cool, but I just felt like so much time had passed between, you know, the original and then Resort that, you know, I, my friends came over the weekend, I got it, and we all played it, and I don't think we ever played it again, you know? It was like, oh, okay, cool, there's more mini games, you know, yeah. bowling's back and stuff, but yeah. it, we kind of had done it all already, you know? It, we just weren't as... It, it didn't pull us. I think part I think part of the problem is that the uh, Wii Motion Plus, a lot of the time you can't really tell what the difference is. I like, still don't own one. If you're bowling or golfing in that game or, or biking or whatever the hell, it's really not clear that the Motion Plus is making a big difference. Right. I think some of them, I mean, sword fighting certainly is noticeable. That was the best example. And I think table tennis to some extent, too, made it pretty clear, but... Uh, and the frisbee, the the frisbee is actually oh, a lot frisbee, of fun. Yeah, yeah, I've frisbee actually been getting the good. urge to play uh, the play frisbee golf in that game. I might have to play that this weekend, maybe. But yeah, I can I, I can understand. I and I think the same thing applies to to we play motion, which at this point seems like a bizarre entry in the library to to, re, <laughs> yeah. to revisit that um, this late in the in the system's library just just completely confuses me. I'll be curious right. to see how well it sells. I mean, I mean, come on. The only reason people bought the first one was for the extra controller. You know, I mean, is it out yet? Have we, have we gotten information on how well it's selling? I don't know. I, is it out yet? I thought I it was. Even, I don't even know. Hmm. <laughs> it probably is. I, I really don't know. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Interesting. Weird. Well, I guess that doesn't speak too highly. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Either way, if we're you know working for a Nintendo themed site and we don't even know. Well, yeah. I certainly see. I haven't seen any ads for it. I have. I've seen a couple ads for it, actually. Oh. But I, I, I think, Mike, you said you don't even have a Motion Plus. Um, I, I, won't, I, I won't own one until Skyward Sword Resort. comes out. I, I haven't used it since Wii Sports Resort. I don't think I've played any game that's needed it. Wii Play Motion is out. Wow, okay. No, wait. Yes, it is out. <laughs> when, when did it come out? I don't know, but it's available for purchase on Amazon. Huh. June wow. 13th. Oh, okay, not too long ago, but still, geez. Have we gotten the June MPDs back yet? Do we know if it placed? I'm I'm curious. Like, I'm we play was at like at the top of the MPDs for like months. Like I, I, I know that no one's really expecting it to you know duplicate the success of we play, but if it doesn't chart, does that tell? Is that, is that a message that we can convey at, at all? Well, I mean, I feel like all, all Nintendo flaunted for the month of June was uh, the Zelda 3DS game, right? I, yeah. I didn't hey, don't else. don't forget I, about I, that uh, uh, millionaire game. What? The uh, that stupid Wii game where you, uh, it's like I Spy. Uh, what's it oh, called? Oh, uh, Mystery Case Files. Yeah, Mystery Case oh, Files. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the Malgrave incident. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> there's your, there's your chart that. topper. Well, do, any any of you guys have any uh, more things to talk about along those same lines? Metroid. 
Yeah, not, right? not, not too much. I mean, the only other note I made was just the online infrastructure, but we've kind of touched upon that, I think, when we yeah. talked about Smash Brothers. Um, I was sad the Virtual Console went dry for so long. There's some oh, good yeah. stuff now, Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy and whatnot, but it, it just it dried up way too soon. I, uh, I don't like the fact that they never really put any serious weight behind the WiiWare design. Like, there's first very party, few, yeah. Yeah, there's very little in the way of first party WiiWare titles. It's like, Excite Bike World Rally might be the only decent first party first party uh, WiiWare title on the system. Well, and then you you read that, that uh, developer post-mortem, the guys who did stunt cars, and it just sounds like the worst possible development environment. Right. No, yeah, it really does. I've always I was hoping for some some sort of like light version of like a of a, of a Nintendo experience, but I don't really think we got one. Zelda no, Two Rebirth. Honest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Zelda Two Rebirth, please. Did I'm, you what? Did you guys download a lot of uh, WiiWare games? Um, I downloaded I have, quite a few. Yeah, I have quite a few. I remember playing. What was the the one? It was like the launch one with the the you controlled the wind. Oh, uh, Lost Winds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was fun. that one was supposed to be good. I only got one. Because um, Chris Kohler recommended it as like the best cheap, the best of the cheapest games. It was like Defend Your Tower or some yeah. stupid thing like that. Because I, I had like two dollars in my account and I had nothing else to spend it on. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap this up and talk about a couple different things about how our we the we perception has changed. I guess we've already kind of covered that a lot. Um, let's talk about what what we expect to happen between here and the launch of the next system. What what are our, our expectations for Wii on the way out the door? It will fossilize. Nothing. Yeah, right? I mean, Zelda, New Kirby. Well, yeah, apart from Zelda, and I mean, just the, I think that whole Operation Rainfall thing like took a lot of wind out of any, any, any remaining wind that was left in the Wii's sails was pretty much sucked right up when under that with that whole Operation Rainfall thing. Well, that, now they're now they're saying that the games may come out though. Yeah, who knows? I'll believe. We'll see. Does anybody think those games will sell though? I mean, even if they come out, are those are those not. games that will that will do any good? No, they won't sell. I, I mean, know it'll be nice sell. that they it will be a nice gesture of support. That's what they really need to do. Yeah, I honestly don't think Skyward Sword's going to sell a whole lot. No, I kind of don't. Think I don't. So yeah, I think it'll probably go down as. I mean, it, I don't know how good or bad it'll be, but it'll probably go down as one of the worst selling Zelda games, just because it's on a the system. It's on is completely stagnant. Right, and that's the that very. Nintendo's, it's going to be the last game that releases for it, and that yeah, it's going to be kind of nice. No effort. That, I'm sorry, go ahead, Scott. I was just going to that, and that Nintendo's making no effort to like hide its stagnation. You know, it's like it's accepting yeah. it, it's encouraging it almost. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's that's really what the, you know, not releasing these these Japanese games in America is basically Nintendo saying we have given up on the Wii. Yeah, like, that's what it. I mean, it doesn't matter whether they were going to sell well or not. Just the fact that they have software that they could be releasing, and this game is in a, in a software drought, like a serious software drought, and they have content that they could be releasing, and they're just not. tells tells everyone that they've written the system off as well. That Kirby game looks like kind of a joke. Well, I can't think of any. I can't think of a single time, and maybe I, if I put some thought into this, it wouldn't be so hard. But I mean, has there ever been an E3 where Nintendo didn't? Talk about a single game on their existing platform. <laughs> no. was that, well, there was that platform. year in '06 where they were releasing the Wii and they didn't really talk much about GameCube at all. I suppose. I yeah. suppose. But they also had a new console coming out that year. That year, yeah. Not yeah, that was that year. Yeah. Yeah. Like in '05, another... they were talking about GameCube a lot. Exactly. Like we, it's it's 2006 E3 and we're not hearing anything about the console that they're going to have on the market. The only console they're going to have on the market for another you know year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. 
Unless Wii, I, U, unless Wii U manages to come out in the spring, which it would be a surprise to me personally. I, especially after how poorly the 3DS's sales were with its spring launch. I'm certain they won't do it. It kind of seems unlikely. You could see it as early, I think we'd probably see it as early as September of next year instead of their traditional November launch since they'll have it ready. But I doubt it'll see it in yeah. March or April. Not to um, not to kind of diverge topics here, but just as a side note, I was a little surprised they didn't make um, Pokemon a 3DS game, or at least add 3DS functionality to try to encourage them. Oh, me too. Yes, they Although came they, out at like, the same time. They commented on that. They said that it was. Oh, look, there's the phone. They <laughs> they commented on that. They said that the reason it doesn't have any 3DS support is they wanted to make a make it take all the advantages of the DSi or the DS. That which, is not a thing that makes any sense. Which, by the right. way, it does not. <laughs> the uh, menu, the menu system in white and white, black and white, is uh, much worse than in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Is it? I haven't noticed. I played. I played. I never played those. White, played, but I, those I are the ones them. to play. I don't play remakes of Pokemon games. Oh, but they're. <laughs> I just, so I've good. never played one of them. I just wanted to say, I think it's, it's I, I don't know, maybe even poetic that the Wii will be essentially bookended by Zelda games. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's yeah. kind yeah, of funny. A really good point. The very first game that anyone bought is going to be a Zelda game, and the very last game that anyone buys is going to be a Zelda game. Yeah. It's very yeah. true. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it's true. It also you means know, it'll I... be a long time until we see another Zelda game. Uh, yeah, that, it makes that you, is it, it makes you wonder if WiiWare is eventually going to dry up. I mean, we've had WiiWare releases pretty consistently, even if they haven't been good. But... I assume at a certain so. point, at a certain point, you got to wonder if it's going to dry up as well, and 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 maybe sh- they'll they'll shift their efforts over to the 3DS eShop. Yeah, every it's kind of funny. Every Nintendo console seems to have its swan song game that comes out like a little too late. Yeah, like with SNES, I think it was Donkey Kong Country 3, mm-hmm. and with the N64, it was probably Majora's Mask or Conquer's Bad Fur Day or Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, 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 or Conquer. Yeah, and with the GameCube, um, I don't really know what it was with the GameCube. I, I guess uh, it, it would have been Zelda if they didn't bump it <laughs> to the Wii, yeah. right? Well, yeah, I guess super- it, yeah, it would have been, yeah. I mean, it still kind of was. It was the last real GameCube game. Was it Thousand Year Door? Or was that's that what I was going to ask. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was kind of late. That was. And with, you know, with the DS, it's obviously Pokemon Black and White. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I guess it's just sort of a closing thought on the Wii altogether. You know, I, I know it gets a lot of hatred and stuff, but... You know, as someone who owns a PS3 and an Xbox 360, you know, I was fine with not every game getting ported to the Wii, and I, I was okay oh, yeah. that, that, that there was time in between releases, and I, I thought all the Nintendo first-party stuff, for the most part, was, was solid, you know, the, the traditional-type games, and I, I've just got a lot of fun memories of, of playing with, with friends and stuff when the system for la- first launched, and then this past year, just playing a lot of great cooperative games with my fiancé, you know, like Donkey Kong and Kirby and Mario and all that stuff, and, it, you know, I just... All in all, I, I really enjoyed the system. You know, it's the first system I really bought as an adult. I bought it myself. It's traveled with me from my house to my apartment to my house that I now own, and just all these things. And you know, I I, I enjoyed the little thing. <laughs> That's kind of the same way I am with the, with or I was with the GameCube. The GameCube exactly. was. Um, how old are you, Scott? I'm gonna guess you're about six years younger than me. Ish. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 31. I'm, Am I 31? I forget how old I am. I'm either 30 or 31. <laughs> <You're still laughs> the fact that I can't remember off the top of my head is not a good sign. Suggest that you're over 40. We'll say it's probably 31 in that case. I am 31. Yes, I am 31. Wow, that's sad. Um, yeah, so you're you're basically exactly a console generation younger than me, and that makes perfect sense because for me that was the GameCube. I bought, I bought the GameCube with my own money when I was in college. It traveled for me. 
traveled with me from college to back to my parents' house, back to my first apartment, back to a new city when I got you know a job and had to move away. Um, I had a PS2 and an Xbox, but I bought all my third-party games on GameCube if I could. Um, I love the thing. I, I I still think that the GameCube exclusives are excellent, maybe even oh, better yeah. than the Wii exclusives. Pikmin 2, Wind Waker, Metroid Prime, Eternal Darkness, Resident Evil, Remake, and 4. I mean, I I loved almost all of the GameCube exclusives that were the big hitters. Yeah, GameCube so. was... You know, GameCube, I guess, maybe gets a little flack, but it's really freaking good. <laughs> it really, really is. Yeah, I mean, it was the same thing as the Wii. We're just not having much third-party support, but yeah. I guess the GameCube had better first-party But it had a, Yeah, support. the GameCube had enough third-party support because it was of the same caliber graphically as an Xbox and a PlayStation exactly. 2. So it was the kind of so, like, the game still came out. Right. You know, it may be a little weird because their controller had one less button. Like, <laughs> right. It didn't have, you know, it didn't have, for some retarded reason, it didn't have, you know, another trigger button on the left-hand side. There were there were frame rate issues, too, with a lot of third-party yeah, games on Yeah, but GameCube, the games were but... still available and playable on it. Yeah, absolutely. As opposed to now, where it's like, a game comes out on the Xbox and the PlayStation, and then, like, a totally different version of it comes out on the Wii, and right. it's just a piece of shit. The, Man, the, the rail shooter version comes out on Wii. Yeah. <laughs> Man, now I want to talk about GameCube. When's that anniversary? <laughs> um, That's actually coming up What's funny is that you guys were saying that you guys are, with the, with the ages you are, you're buying game consoles. It seems to be like as a major milestone period, as a major point of your life starts, that's when a new console comes out. For me, I'm 27. It's always at the end. Like, the GameCube came out when I was a senior in high school. The, <laughs> the, the Wii came out my last year of college. You know, like, it's weird. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you know, actually, yeah, the GameCube 10th, 10th anniversary is going to come out this November. Next probably. year. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Not next year, this year. This year, yeah. 2001. Should have came yeah. out November of one. Oh wow! Whoa, we will definitely be doing that. We made contact for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Well, you'll have to talk about some dolphin. Well, I think that's it for this particular feature. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, send your email comments once again to newscast at nintendoworldreport dot com. Uh, comment on the web page, reviews on iTunes, all that good stuff. Um, and we'll see you back here next time when hopefully Neil will be joining us once again. And uh, that's all I got. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having me, Andy. (laughs) You're welcome, Zach. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. See you. Bye.